get into this word, Lord. Uh, none of me, all of you, in Jesus' name, amen. So, so interesting enough, we're going to be talking here about crucial and unpopular decisions. And my wife said yesterday, she says, wow. She says, yesterday, about 50 people made a crucial and unpopular decision. You know, because that, you know, there's a young crowd and, you know, sometimes it's not cool to be, you know, giving your life to Jesus. Just like for the preacher, it's not cool always to be preaching about Jesus at a funeral and somebody was shot and killed. You know, that's not, you know, everybody's not like, hey, can't wait till the preacher show up. That's not necessarily that type of crowd. Uh, we were in Virginia, uh, but it was cool. It was cool. Um, so uh, this, this, this message, I thought I was going to be talking about miracle DNA, and I, I, I know you thought I was going to be talking about that too. You said it on God Talk, uh, but the Lord changed the message. So, uh, this has been something I've been talking about for a long time. Uh, what, 20 or so years, uh, you, know, we've, uh, you know, how we find ourselves uh, in our lives. We have to make several of these crucial and unpopular decisions throughout our lifetime. And set, I, always, I always gave it a number like 7 to 10 where, where like, we'll determine if you accelerate, you pick up momentum, or you find yourself stuck in the mud. So each of these decisions taps us into a new treasure of wisdom. So if you, if you make the decision, you cross over, you, you open yourself up to a whole other treasure, treasure of wisdom. And, I, and I'll say this, most of the time, these crucial and unpopular decisions take us out of ourselves, out of our comfort zone. Because um, I'll I, I, I use me. I'm just going to use me. Like, I'm really growing to let more go. Now, interesting enough, you know, years ago, I got the revelation of walking liberty, and I always talk about walking liberty. It used to be in all my messages, walking liberty. Football players, I just tell them, man, you ain't emptying out, man. Some of y'all remember, right? Give them the scriptures, 2 Corinthians 3.17, walking liberty. You know, just be, live a free life. Uh, in one year, the Lord told me, take, take your decisions back. You, only, you make decisions based on what everybody else thinks. And so, you know, so, so I got all that. You know, I, I, obviously, I've done all that. Um, but, but there's layers, I've, I've just layers and layers and layers. And so what the Lord has been working on me on, not just me, but I know he's, he's definitely working on me, just really just letting stuff play out. Just let it go. Just take your hands off of it. Like, like try faith, you know, like at least, well, I, I, I walk in faith, but I'm saying this universally. Um, but like, but we like, cause me, I'm a, um. I'm a diligent guy. I'm a, like, I'm very diligent. Like, like I got systems. I got systems for everything. You know, so I, nothing's by happenstance. Happenstance. You know, I got, I'm finding, I got financial diligence, church, home. I got diligent how I work out. I, you know, how I study. Everything is, doom, 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 doom. like, like before I went to bed, I was ready to get up and go. You know, like, that's how I rolled. And the Lord was like, okay, so, so you, you, you also have these little safeguards to protect yourself. He says, so what I need you to do is I, I need you to make an exchange. You give me the safeguards and let me bless you. So, so that means I got to let go of some more, you know, <laughs> especially the safeguards. Cause we, hey, ain't nobody going to get me. Ain't nobody going to do this. Ain't nobody going to do that. So we always have these these little things that we uh, are little ways of doing it. And we're so entrenched. Even when we hear the opposite of that, we'll, our default says, that doesn't apply to me. Right? We have this default that goes, oh, no, that doesn't apply to me. Because you ask yourself, how can somebody live in the kingdom and not be getting the fullness of it? Because there's certain things we go, oh, no, that doesn't apply to me. You know, we have, in some cases, our own, our own righteousness. So you're going to get a little smorgasbord here of crucial and popular decisions, and you're going to get some God-given wisdom that he used through me to share with different people in my life. One particular person would be my son. You know, there's little different little foundations, like, okay, son. And then some things are just foundations I've been living by for years. But one of them is kingdom work first. Kingdom work first. Uh, this is key. This is key to making a uh, crucial and unpopular decision. 
always thinking kingdom work first. So that's Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. So that's what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And that's, you know, Jesus is breaking it down. You know, uh, you go through Matthew 6 after the Lord's prayer for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Then he starts to get into taking no thought uh, for what, he worried. Don't, don't, don't have any concern for, you know, uh, your clothes and how you're going to eat. He says, I take care of the birds. I take care, you know, he says, you're better than these. He says, I take care of the lilies. Like, like don't, don't worry about these things. Then he says, uh, he gets down to like a verse 31. He says, the Gentiles uh, seek after these things. You know, they're worrying about, you know, you know, if you go to Isaiah, it talks about how the Gentiles and their trade and how they would, uh, was, it was their focus was we got to get as much wealth as possible, right? This is back in Isaiah 60, 61. And he says, uh, he says, I know, God said this. He said, Jesus said, I know you have need of these things. What he was saying, the things that the Gentiles seek after. I know you have need of these things. You're navigating the earth around. You're like, you're like, okay. He says, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the Gentiles seek after will be added unto you. He said, all of these things will be added unto you. So again, it's a crucial and unpopular decision in this culture to put God first. Kingdom work first. Uh, what I think about kingdom work first is something that we established in marriage. It's, uh, it's communion with God. It's, our, it's covenant. You know, if you're married, you're covenant with, with, with your spouse. And if you're not, you're covenant with God. It's, it's, it's your communion and your covenant with God. And everything else builds on that. So that's kingdom work first. Your communion with God and your covenant, right? And then um, uh, to, to make these crucial non-popular decisions, I'm just giving you a little foundation here. It's always do what's best. Now, if you talk to my son any occasion, or probably a lot of folks that I've been talking to for years, you always, always do what's best. So it's not what's comfortable for you. It's not what's comfortable for them. It's what's best. And that's uh, 1 Corinthians 6.12. So we'll look at that real quick. 1 Corinthians 6.12. About to get into that too. All right, so 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 First Corinthians six twelve it says, "All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient." Right? It says, "All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any." And some of the, sometimes we're brought under the power of our own flesh, our own control, and our own fears too. But it's saying all things are lawful. What it means is you pretty much. As far as choice is concerned, remember we talked about choice at the funeral, right? As far as choice is concerned, you pretty much do anything you want. But everything ain't best. And so you get into, you know, this used to come out because I worked on campuses. And, um, you know, guys, try, is that right or is that wrong? I said, okay, well, let's talk about what's best. Yeah, because it's not right to run a red light. But it's best to run a red light if you got that baby about to come out. Right? <laughs> the baby about to come out, you better run that light. <laughs> right? Uh, otherwise, the baby's going to come out in the car. Right? <laughs> right, so what I'm saying is, so, so it's about doing what's best. But then he broke it down. He says, all things are lawful. Yeah, I can do anything I want, but I don't want to do anything that's going to have more power over me than God. Right? And so always do what's best. And then um, uh, in that same category, let's... Slip over here to Philippians 1. Philippians 1. Again, just setting the foundation of how we're going to make these crucial and unpopular decisions. Uh, Philippians 1 verse 10. It says that you may approve, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere, uh, that you may approve things that are excellent, and that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Someone says, when you may approve things that are excellent, things the highest, uh, another version says, you may approve the highest and best way of doing things. The highest and best way of doing things. 
See, uh, remember this. Doing what's best is not always convenient or popular, but it's powerfully impacting. It's not always convenient and popular to do what's best, but it's always powerful and impacting. Right? It's not always convenient and popular, but it's powerfully impacting. And and so we've learned uh, over the years that uh, all things work together for good, right? Yeah, if you take the next best step from where you're at. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so, so we talk about here at the church, you know, when you're in a crisis, you got to take the next best step from there. Sometimes we're trying to consider everything, but what's the best step? What's the best thing to do in this situation? And it's not always going to be convenient. It's not always going to be uh, comfortable to make those those next best steps, or we could say faith steps, right? Uh, James 2.17, uh, taking those steps of faith, right? Right? And this is the thing. The reason why you have to make this crucial and unpopular decision is because You've made choices that put yourself in a, a crossroad or a perplexity or uh, a, a, a overwhelming uncertainty. And the longer you're in that moment, it becomes your reality. The longer you're in that moment, it becomes your reality. And so it doesn't, so, so you could be doing the wrong thing, but as long as long you stay there, your body uh, sees it as a, a foreign, a, a sub, some, some foreign entity attacking it, and it adjusts itself and develops an immunity to sustain itself in the wrong environment. Like, you know, your body is capable of doing that. Anytime something foreign, it, it, you could be smoking, drinking, or whatever, your body figures a way to, to, to function with the wrong thing. I mean, people have been smoking for years. Listen, I, I, I know ball players, they, like me, I stopped smoking because I smoked a half a cigarette, couldn't breathe. I know ball players that would go out on the court, but they can't start playing until they say, I got to have my cigarette to relax me. You know, that stuff is affecting how you breathe. But their bodies figured a way to function with the poison, right? Same thing. If you, you okay, so, so since, let's bring this closer to home. So how many of you have been in relationships and you look back and go, how was I even in it? How was I even with this fool? Right? Well, she said, my wife said, adapt it. Right. So you, you, what happened? You're in the wrong connection, wrong environment, but you stayed there too long. You didn't make the crucial unpopular. Listen, you, hey, you, oh, go, go back and write it down. Go back and write it down how many times that the Holy Spirit was, nah, no. Like you felt Almost like everything in you was like, no. But you looked at everybody already having a momentum in that direction. You was like, well, I guess I'll go ahead anyway because this they didn't they put their money out there. They didn't did this, that, and the other. Right. And so you stay in the situation too long, and what happened? Right. Yeah, my wife says you, you overrode it. <laughs> right. It became your reality. And then once you made that decision, you figure, well, I done made the decision. So I got to make it work, right? And so you keep adapting, 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 but the whole time your body is malfunctioning. You're getting sick. You have, you have pains in places you never thought possible. And you're like, where is this coming from? Because the, your, the insides are going, are we serious right now? Right? When we was driving this morning, you was like, uh, she said, I shared this one time. I was like, your insides are going, no, no, don't listen to him. Still, no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> she's crazy. Listen to me. I'm in here. Hey, I'm in here. Nah. <laughs> right? You know, and that's, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. All right, so, 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 uh, okay, so, so, because this is just supposed to be foundation. All right, so another way to, to make crucial and unpopular decisions is esteem others better than yourself. We've talked about that a lot around here, right? Esteem others better. Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. And since we were in Philippians 1, 
we can just go over to Philippians 2, right? Philippians 2, uh, verses 3 and 4. It said, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. So I'm not striving or fighting or arguing to do anything. Or I'm not trying to wrestle you to do anything. It says, or vainglory. That's, that's extreme selfishness, right? It says, let nothing be done through, uh, you know, basically uh, striving or selfishness. It says, in lowliness of mind, lowliness of mind means humility. It said, let each esteem other better than themselves. And look, verse 4, it says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Right? I mean, that's what the Bible says, right? So, so see, I can make this crucial and popular decision when I'm not looking on, I'm not thinking about myself all the time, right? And then uh, be willing to lay down your life or, as, as I've been saying for years, your like for a friend. Be willing to lay down your life or your like for a friend, right? Uh, there's, uh, John 15, 13, right? John 15, no, no greater love than no man has than this, then he'll lay down his life for a friend. And the reason why I say like is because some of our life is in our like. If I'm liked, I feel good. So we'll make decisions to be liked, but not decisions that's best for that person. So we won't say, so, oh, man, if I do this, they ain't going to like me. But it's best for them. But you have to lay down what's important to you or what's going to satisfy you to give them what they need. You know, uh, I, I, I said this to my wife years ago with my son. I said, I can't help a situation at the expense of his life. So if I help a situation, I'm going to be liked in this moment by you and him. But down the road, y'all gonna can't stand me because it's going to cost him his life. Well, you the man. That's, you probably would have hit me with that. Well, you the man. I need to make the right decision. Why are you listening to us? And you just won't be the man of God. <laughs> right? So I had to do what was best. Ain't that right, son? Right? All right, so... And, and, and uh, we just finished talking about this, but this is a key to making crucial and unpopular decisions, walking in liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, right? Walk in liberty. See, and that liberty, see I, the statement is cool. I'm just going to be free. But see, stop it. Stop it because you actually fighting to be who you are is not free. <laughs> you already who you are. You don't have to prove yourself, be yourself. But if you, if you, I'm just going to do me. We already know that that you, first of all, you didn't get that from the inside. You got that from the outside. So we already know uh, you, you don't mess that up. What you're saying is I'm going to do opposite of what I've been doing. And that might not be the right thing. Right? Right? That ain't liberty. Right? Right, and then uh, embrace, embrace, especially here at Ayers Christian Center Church, embrace the preparation for purpose. Embrace the preparation for purpose. So sometimes we want to skip to, hey, hey, this is amazing, all right? So some of us have children. All right, so let's say your child, children decide, hey, I appreciate you, you're a good parent, but I got it from here. I'm just going to raise myself, Right? I'm going to raise myself. And then you say, but you, but you need some training. That's cool. You're exactly right. I do, I'm not fighting you. I'm just going to train myself. And then you say, well, no, well, you need help. No, no, no. I'm going to decide where I'm going to get my training, and I'm, I'm going to be fine. I mean, God probably put you in my life for a reason, but I think I, I got it from here. I just want to give you a break. You know, I want to relieve you. And so how many of your children or how many of you as children have done that and made some crazy decisions? Why did God give you uh, the, the, the authorities around you? Why? Who's God tripping? Even, even I think of pastors. Why did God give you pastors? So you can prove to them you know what you're doing? So you can prove to them how much you know? Right? You see what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's subtle. I said that because... I watch it all the time. People skip the preparation for purpose. Listen, if it doesn't involve accountability and responsibility, you're in trouble. Now, people have become more responsible, but I'm going to tell you, accountability is like a curse word. See, accountability is, I'm grown. We, people say, I'm grown. 
That is, if you groan, you will be accountable. Right? Because if you're not accountable, you 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 freelance. You're just playing. It, you, there's no measure. But see, the, you're avoiding the correction and instruction in righteousness, right? All right, so so uh, Galatians 4, 1 and 2, it says, it says that the heir differeth nothing from a servant as long as he's a child, but is under tutors and governors to the point of time of the father. We can just look at it because it's the next, it's the book before Philippians, or I mean, book, two books before Philippians, Galatians 4. It's our, one of our foundation scriptures besides Romans eight seventeen. It says, now I say, verse 1, that the heir, as long as he is a child, right? Thinking like a child, speaking like a child, understanding like a child, 1 Corinthians 13. It says, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. So this is not, uh, this is not making light of that this person is a Lord. This person has gifts, and this person is, is, is God, has purpose for great things. He closed out the first scripture and said, though he be Lord of all, he has to operate as a servant because he's not mature enough to handle the lordship yet. In the next verse, it says verse 2, but is under tutors and governors in, until the time appointed of the father, not of themselves. Right? So people are avoiding accountability. And so, it's, see, it's a crucial and unpopular decision to maintain accountability until God's appointed time. But we'll get into that later. All right? And then uh, the next thing here is we have to embrace the uncomfortable. So that's, that's something my son talked to you about too. I said, son, whatever you do, you got to be willing to embrace the uncomfortable, not avoid it. So, so, so we would say, we can also say embrace the wilderness, right? Embrace, we, we'd be trying to get around. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, what is the song, uh, is Billy and Sarah Gaines? It's, with no wilderness, there's no promised land, <laughs> right? That's the lyric goes like that. There's no wilderness, there's no promised land. Uh, and what's the song, uh, is it grace? It says, uh, if we never had any rain, how will we grow? I think it's grace. Huh? No, nah, no, nah, it's, 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 it's called, uh, I think it's called grace. Uh, Witchcomb sings it in, uh, it's an old song by James Cleveland in the Gospel Music Workshop of America, uh, live in New York. I, I knew the album. I, I know he, I know he's a bad reputation. This young lady sings this song, and then uh, they redid it in uh, the Black Nativity. It was it Jennifer Holiday did it? Isn't it called Grace or something like that? It'll come to me. But 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 the lyric says, "If we never had any rain, how will we grow?" <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so 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 this is the thing. Like we have to embrace the wilderness. The scripture says Romans eight eighteen. Romans eight eighteen. Look. The sufferings, the restrained retaliation, the things that we, the uncomfortability that we allow right now are worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. But if we are avoiding all the uncomfortable part, there's no glory going to be revealed in you because that, that you're not allowing some of that funk to get purged out of you, right? And so we have a, uh, let's go here real quick. I'm going to just give it to you. Uh, James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 through 4. If we had time, I'll let Z quote it for you. But count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different testing trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, the testing of your faith, worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work, that you'll be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. There's a few scriptures that talk about lacking, lacking nothing. But it says you're going to have to embrace the uncomfortable. Instead of complaining about the tests and trials, James chapter 1, 2 through 4, right? Instead of complaining about this, so we got to embrace the uncomfortable. See, the wilderness is a place that's, that's, that's a part of our life, but it's a, it's a place of visitation, right? <laughs> See, it's not designed for permanent residency. See, 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 the children of Israel just didn't pass the test at first. It was it an was 11-day journey. They spent 40 years in a place that they could have transitioned through. And some of us are spending years 
in places we could just transition through because we ain't passing the test. And this is the trip. In life, you might get over and not pass tests. You may still get the job. You may still cheat and get the degree. I know people went to college and, and the girls were taking their tests for them. Right? But guess what if that person was a, a, a neurosurgeon or a heart surgeon and somebody else took the test? They ain't going to be a neurosurgeon and a heart surgeon for long. Because what? You got to apply this stuff. You have to know it. And it's the same thing in our lives and in ministry. People that have calling. You know, I was over at ministry school, and uh, uh, I, was a, I was a second dean appointed to the school. And I remember uh, I taught two classes. Uh, uh, Pastor Mel taught evangelism, uh, but I opened up with two. The first one was spiritual authority, and the last one was the gifts of the spirit. I wanted them to start with understanding how to operate in authority, right? And then as we went through the classes, the Pauline epistles and the gospels and eschatology and all those different things, Jewish holidays, as we went through all the little classes, I wanted them to end with the gifts. But I told them something. I said, listen, if you got the money, you could, you could go through school. You don't have to be called to go through school. Everybody that goes through school that doesn't mean they, they should be appointed someplace, right? Because, like, when you go to school, they, are you called? Do they have a, a, a little monitor? And they go, deep, deep, hey, hey, we would accept you, but you're not called. No, pull out the green. You pull out the green. Be like, no, come on in, come on in. I mean, hey, whether you're called or not, hey, you can be atheist. Just come on in as long as you got the money. Right, but well, what I used to tell them is I said, so... When you take this class, I said, this is not something that you want to just say, I passed. You have to absorb every bit of this information because lives are at stake. I said, so if you just want to breeze through, just say, I passed the test. There's, 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 there's two tests. There's the test you pass written and there's the test you pass in life. And so, so, so folk found themselves stuck in places and not, see, because promotion comes from God and not being promoted by God because they figured, but I passed the test. No, you didn't. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so that's why you have to embrace these things, embrace the will. So the wilderness builds character, and that's the foundation for all our courage. The wisdom builds character, the wilderness, I'm sorry, builds character. That's the foundation for all our courage, for all our courage. And so, uh, Another thing to, 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 for these crucial and unpopular decisions is uh, we must not let pain paralyze us, right? We have to move uh, beyond the hurdles of hurt. Move beyond the hurdles of hurt. See, see, this is the thing. I don't think we understand. You're not navigating through this life without pain and hurt. But I think we, we go, oh, my God, I'm okay to shut it down because I'm hurt. I can, I, hey, hey, I can check out because I'm in pain. And that's not true. That, listen, it, I've been in pain. Uh, I, and, and some of the pain I've been in and some of the betrayal and some of the hurt, it's affected my life. So, so, so listen, nobody be sitting there saying it's not going to affect, but I have to keep moving. I have to move beyond it. I, I can't stay there. I was watching a movie and uh. Uh, the guy gets shot, gets shot in the leg, and so he's he's, he's down. But 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 he gets up and he fights everybody. But while he's doing all this, there's a bomb that's about to go off. Actually, I, my wife is fighting trip. I be watching movies where I gotta read the subtitles. So it's like, but they're good. Like this this was this this was it was like great acting. No cussing. Well, if they was, I wouldn't understand what they're saying anyway. But no cussing. No, it wasn't wasn't about sex. But that. That thing kept me interested. It was like a series. Um, and it was sweet. Like, so, so, but the dude, uh, he gets shot. He still beat everybody up. You know, it's, it's martial arts. And then uh, I heard the guy say, hey, man, but we got to get out of here. Like, like, you know, almost like appreciate everything you did. Matter of fact, I don't know how you did it. Like, but guess what? You ain't got time to sit and even look at it. We got to go, man. This place about to blow up. And I see, I, I see that, like, just because you hurt, everything doesn't stop at that point. Right? So guess what? You got to get up, man. 
like, like purpose is still waiting on you. Like, it was, the, the intent was to slow you down, to shut you down. And matter of fact, you know how we live in, well, I have a, a, a good justifiable reason to be in this situation because, hey, look at what happened to me. No, that's all in your mind. There is no justification for you to be where you're at. There's only justification for you to keep moving. You see what I'm saying? But something in our mind goes, hey, we're not going to take my time because, hey, almost like, it's almost like, you, you know, you, you, you're in a situation, you go, hey, here, here you go, this is my car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know how, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a war vet or something, you gotta, this will let you know, I'm, I'm a little justified, you got to let me, you know, let me through. And we can pull out our car and go, oh, no, 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 I got betrayed. Oh, yeah, crush me. Oh, 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 we didn't know, sir, you got betrayed. Here, you can just sit right over there and, you know, we'll just have this waiting, just, just all this purpose waiting for you. Just let us know when you, hey, let us know when you're doing better, okay? We sorry to, to be uh, rushing you. There was a time appointed, and so we wanted you to make the time. But no, 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 we'll just adjust the time because you've been through stuff. That's how it's rolling now? Ms. Lamar said, oh, no. <laughs> All right, and, and this is the other piece to, to make crucial and unpopular decisions. We got to embrace. <laughs> we got. We, you okay? All right. We got to embrace the strength to change. We have to embrace the strength to change. You know, Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Right? Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, change is not replacement. It's evolving. Right? Ain't nobody going to change me. Hold up. Nobody needs to change you. You should want to change on your own. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody going to change me. What you're saying is I don't want to evolve. You're saying is I want to atrophy at this place that I'm at. I don't want nobody telling me nothing. I don't want nobody stretching me. You know, my own righteousness is enough. Man, that is not cool. I just want to share this. All right, so, so, so I want to give you this. I wrote this. I think it was I wrote this. The Lord led me to write this on the blog or something I wrote a while ago. But the Lord told me to share it with you guys. All right, our lives are compiled up of 10 to 12 crucial and unpopular decisions. Uh, these decisions arrive unannounced and with no regard for our convenience. Yes, we've claimed an allegiance to God through our confession of Christ and supposed yielding to the Holy Spirit. But where is the body we've sacrificed to God? When does Christ experience the life he died for and the Holy Spirit get to use the vessel yielded? When we honor him with our lips, do we follow this with the corresponding actions of keeping his commandments or loving his people unconditionally? When we request, when we request patience, forgiveness, love, and understanding, are these attributes something we freely give when received? We have a tendency to ward off those who lay down their life or their like to truly love us just to embrace those who give up nothing to pacify our complacency, our compromise, and weakness. When do we finally break through the wall, press past the pain, resist and endure the temptation? Not just in moments, but as a way of living. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Not as a place to visit, but as a permanent residence. We think getting weary and well-doing is an option, but it's really just a bribe. On the other side of our suffering in this present time is a glory beyond comprehension. On the other side of our obedience is an unimaginable fulfillment. This letter comes from the heart of God through a broken vessel that's been rejected by family, friends, and the loved. Been abused mentally and physically by those uh, cried to and relied on. Been betrayed by those trusted, cared for, and sacrificed for. Been misunderstood by all. 
Some of us are risking our whole existence on a feeling as opposed to opening our heart to search out God's truth. Finally, I'm praying this penetrates your heart, ignites your faith, and stirs the gifts in you to return to living by faith and making crucial and unpopular decisions. See, 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 we, we, we're cheating ourselves when we are running from tough choices, right? Um, we, we have to start making these tough choices as a lifestyle, not as a, 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 a monumental moment, right? It has to be a part of our life because I realize crucial and unpopular decisions and tough choices, they, they come in waves, you know, but you know how you've gird, girded up yourself because if you live life where you train yourself to be comfortable in your own bubble, when the, when the decision comes, you may eat through a little bit of faith to make that decision, but another one hits you right away. And you're like, hold on, no, no. So in your mind you say, well, I already made a tough decision. So that grandfather's me in for this next decision. But you're not looking at the whole picture. You're looking at, you're, you're moving based on your feelings, not based on the reality of, of what it takes to really get what God has for you, right? And so, so, so how do we make these tough choices? Let's look at Ephesians here, Ephesians 4. How do we make these crucial and unpopular decisions? Got to stop dropping stuff during service. That, that's the first thing. <laughs> All right, verse 14. Well, let's, we're going to focus on verse 14, but let's just read 13 because I think it's fitting. Well, we could actually read 12 and 11, but I'll just read 13. Well, for, I'll read 12. It says, well, 11. Yeah, it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For what? For the perfecting or maturing of the saints for the work of the ministry. So the saints should be doing the work of the ministry. And look, and why? So they can edify the body of Christ, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then after the colon says, till, this is all connected, till we all come in the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, look, unto a perfect or complete matured man unto the measure, how do we know we're a mature man? Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, so that's if we're, if we're operating as in line with the fullness of Christ, we know we, we're, we're in that stature of the fullness, right? Or we're, we're a perfect or complete male or female. Verse 14, look, this is the key here that we henceforth be no more children. So remember he just said perfection, maturity. It says that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, right? And it goes on to say, but speak the truth in love. So to make tough choices, we can't be carried about by every wind of doctrine. We got to draw a line in the sand and stay locked in on God's truth and be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? And so we find ourselves, even in these uh, situations where we have to make these tough decisions, sometimes we find ourselves in this place where we don't know what to do. You know, you have just... I just really, I mean, well, if you're honest with yourself, sometimes you just stay busy so you don't have to deal with that. But, you know, there's times when you just don't know what to do. And when you're in this place, you've reached God's unknown and you're leaving the limits of what's been done. So when you don't know what to do, you've reached God's unknown. You've just crossed into this new place and you're leaving the limits of what's been done. See, once when I say I don't know what to do, that means I can't pull from, what I've seen, what I've experienced, and what's been done, which is not a true source of authority. We talked about that in survival kit, right? Right? You know, intellect and experience, right? And tradition. That's what's been done. 
And so, so we think when I don't know what to do, we think we're in a bad place. We're in the greatest place we could possibly be in because now we're about to, we've walked up to a place of, of creativity. God's unknown. So now what that does is God's unknown places a demand on the creativity of you to do something that hasn't been done. So you have to make this crucial and unpopular decision in the midst of uncertainty or in the midst of this maze as depicted on the artwork, right? And so, so, so <laughs> this is the thing. You can embrace this challenge if you recognize it's not time to prove yourself, but it's time to grow yourself. It's not time to prove yourself. See, 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 when I don't know what to do and I retreat, I don't want to get into a position where I may miss it, make a mistake, or, or I'm going to have to learn from something. Because mistakes is what you learn from. But you got to make the mistakes to learn, right? And that means you got to walk into a, the unknown, which, because you, you have no expertise there. You can't lean to your experience, to your intellect and tradition. You can only depend on God. Right? And so a lot of us, uh-oh, don't know what to do here. And, it's, and, and I can't prove myself. I can't hold the weight of everything that I've communicated to everybody to give me shine. I'm humble here. That's where you want to be. Right? Now it's time we can make some crucial and unpopular decisions because you got to rely on the Holy Spirit. Right? Right? And so in this particular situation, you got to follow God's peace. See, see, once I've, see, once everything has been ripped out of me, only thing left is God. And so in those situations, you follow God's peace. I don't know what to do. There's, there's a knowing. There's a knowing that's leading you the whole time, but it's been too much noise, too much flesh. Too much compromise. Man, I'm not talking about what you do when you show up in a building. I'm talking about what you're doing every day. Like, like y'all know, y'all know. Come on now. Okay, okay. So, Lord, do I have permission to just say this? We are a real man and woman of God. We just ain't saying everything. We know you can see compromise. It's reeking, it's reeking all over you. But it ain't our job to go, I can't believe, ooh, ooh, you were in sin this week, weren't you? I see it. Look at you. Look at you. Hey. Yeah, it's spilling all over you with your greedy self. Just eating the flesh all week. Ah. Now, now you're going, going back out that door, come back out here when you're righteous. That don't even make sense. We ain't going to roll like that. But God's going to give you a word to go, hey, 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 you're going too far. Going too, come back over here. Come back out, come back, come back. You're going too far. Come on, let's get it together. And then you, 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 fit. you know what, you know what a conviction really comes from? Self-righteousness. Yeah, you're communicating to everybody else. They need to, see, see, what you need to do is you need to spend a lot more time in the word and in prayer. Um, you know, and, and have you been in your survival kit book? And if not, are you, are you making the master life classes? See, see, this is the thing. When you get to my level, uh, you know, you just got to expose yourself to more things of God, and you, you'll find yourself uh, being able to handle that. Because I just pray, and stuff happened. Pray for somebody the other day, got healed. I mean, so, you know, you'll be able to, you know, attain this level if you're a lot more diligent with your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> My wife said, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> see, 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 stop. See, now and then when you, you, you slip and you dip, now you uh, can't find you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you ain't got no advice. <laughs> What's going on? All right. So one thing, follow the peace of God. And this is the thing we talked about this in James chapter 1, but employ patience. Employ some patience. To make a crucial and unpopular decision, to employ some, employ some patience. You know, something I used to tell uh, players uh, uh, when I coach, you know, because somebody lose the ball and they run to the ball. Now, now, before they lost the ball, they saw that guy was wide open. They run to the ball, and then they try to throw where the guy was. Well, they just threw the ball away because the guy's not there no more. 
And I just say, uh, never rush out of a mistake. You know, just I said, just secure the ball, reassess the situation, and now make the make the proper move from there. You know, but don't because uh, uh, guys just say, dude, like why are you all chilling? I said, don't you care? Yeah, I care, but I already I, I missed the pass, so now I just gotta get the ball <laughs> and then figure it out from there. And so, so that's the thing. Employ some patience. The scripture says in Luke twenty one nineteen. Luke twenty one nineteen. Um, through patience, what you possess your soul. Hey, your, your emotions and your feelings. It's, it's here because it, they cloud you. Yeah, like you, you, you still anointed, but you've allowed your emotions and your flesh to get in and cloud you, and and throw off your signal. That's why you made that dumb decision. And so, so, so it goes back to what I told you the Lord has been working on me on, just letting things evolve. Uh, Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Right? Be careful for nothing. Another version says be anxious for nothing. Another version says be, uh, be worry for nothing. Right? It says, but through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto him. Right? And see, so, so let it evolve. But just get, it's, 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 you got you urgent, got your hands on it. Uh, as, you know, it's always your philosophy. Like, let it evolve. Let it play itself out. We, we, after we were talking about a situation, and uh, uh, I think it was yesterday. I said, man, we just, you know, she said, she, we almost said it at the same time. Just got to let it play itself out. Because you, first of all, we can't control people's choices. You can't. Well, uh, we were talking about this yesterday at the funeral, and I was telling them, I said, well, the young man that passed, we have something that he doesn't need anymore. It's called choice. What are we doing with that? Are we making the crucial and unpopular decisions? Are we benefiting from our choices, or are we wasting them? Right? So, so, so something I, I've been sharing for years, uh, maybe Isaac or Ray or some of these guys or over the years. I know my son has heard this a thousand times in my family, but, but uh, you know, when you have to make decisions, make purpose decisions. Like, you know, we all, we all have to choose to make decisions, but these crucial and unpopular decisions, you know, think about purpose, not circumstance or opportunity. So a lot of times we could be in purpose and the opportunity will come our way and we'll just, we won't even think through, we won't even pray, we won't even inquire to the Lord. We'll just go, but this is an opportunity. <laughs> no, and then we'll go, or sometimes we go, well, based on the circumstance, I got to do this. You can't make circumstance and opportunity decisions. You have to make purpose decisions, right? You have to make purpose. So the scripture says in Proverbs 3, I know I'm referencing a lot of scriptures today uh, just for, for, for time. Some of them we've heard before. But uh, I know on the screen you guys have them, so you can go over them. Uh, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And so, so it reads, trust in the Lord, right, with all thy heart, right? Lean not to what? Thine own understanding. Now, Trust in the Lord, that, that's one piece. With all your heart, Z. So you got to be all in in your trust. You can't waver, you can't doubt, like it says in James, right? Right? Uh, or in, and in Mark, it says if you doubt in your heart, right? You can't have whatsoever you pray. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding in what? All your ways. Then say some of them. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. I always used to see, when I see that word, I always think, act like you know the Lord. <laughs> right? Right? Acknowledge the Lord in what? He shall direct your path. Right? So you see the difference there? Like, like that's a purpose decision. No matter, no matter how it looks, I'm going to be relying or trusting in God. Now, so, so okay, so now... You know, with the time that we have left, I just want to process through a couple things here, like in making these decisions. And they're crucial 
for a reason and they're unpopular for a reason. And I'll get probably deeper into that uh, next week. But you just think about the word crucial. You know that like that like like it could it could have a. Uh, if I don't make this decision right, it could it could sit, set me back right. You know, just like I think about relationships decisions. Like, people just be making relationships like it's nothing. Like, you know, you're just getting with folk like it don't mean nothing. Hey, I'll just get with this one. Hey, I'll just get with this You're cute. Listen, you know, there's some, some, some warlocks that's cute. There's some beautiful witches out there. Right? All right so, 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 you can't. And we, people just be, <laughs> oh, oh, make decisions because somebody like you. That's really bright. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like but, but, but what I'm saying is like, like, it's crucial because our life right now, the life we live, is a result of how we uh, the choices we made in the midst of these crucial and unpopular decisions before now. Right? We knew. We hit override, didn't we? Hit the wrong override. Hit the, uh, the Holy, Holy Spirit was saying something. He was like, ah, it'll be okay. Right? But, and you thought it was just that moment. But it actually, you, some of y'all still living with this decision. Still living with the, you know, the repercussions of the decisions. I'm not trying to put nobody down. But, you know, the consequences, you know. is if The flare-up, is that better? It's like a flare-up. You know, it's just, really? You know, like me, I made, I made some dumb, dumb, stupid decisions. And you, you get flare-ups, you know, like, you know, where I wouldn't even be dealing with this if I'd have made that decision, right? This wouldn't even be a consideration. Like, even some of the, you know, we've, we've worked to, 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 pay off all the debts and stuff like that. But I wouldn't have to do all that work if I'd have just made the right decisions a long time ago. Like, even I went through some, some, some craziness sometimes in some relationships, some other stuff, but I shouldn't even been in that locale. I was supposed to move to Ohio in 1980. See how they do you? See how they do you? You don't even get amens no more. It's just like, brother. What was wrong with you? But I, I was. 11 years before I finally moved to Ohio. I was supposed to go there for college. My wife said I could have saved her. <laughs> could have been there earlier. Late rescue. <laughs> now I got, yeah, late rescue, you got to deal with the repercussions. <laughs> you show up too late, you know, you're dealing with Patty Hearst. <laughs> yeah, I finally know what that is, but yeah, some of y'all know out there. All right, so let's go to let's go let's go in speaking of this, Hebrews eleven. Hebrews eleven. And we're just going to read, this is, of course, the faith chapter, so we're not going to get into all of it, but we'll read this one that we've highlighted on, on a few occasions. Uh, verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. We were talking about Moses, right? And so he had to make a crucial and unpopular decision. Man, I'm rolling like I'm a rock star here. I Listen. I'm an heir to the throne, and I'm not even blood. I got more clout than the sun. What? Those are my people? Oh, no, no. I don't want to like that. <laughs> that. That's a tough decision. Look, look, because he might have been rolling like a rock star for a little bit, but what was the, uh, what was the future of Egypt? <laughs> for everybody to get drowned in the sea. He'd have just been, he just been, a guy would have choked, maybe he sent Aaron by himself, <laughs> right? Moses would have been one of them people in the sea or dealing with the plagues or losing your kids or, you know, 
frogs jumping out your closet. You know, like he would have been, he would have had to deal with all that. So, so, so he could have, the oh, ooh, based on the circumstances, it looked like, like why would I mess up a good thing? But he made a crucial, unpopular decision, and the results were phenomenal. Like he saw he was powerful, not just in position, <laughs> right? And so, so, so I think about that. And and for these decisions, it's it's important. I heard uh, uh, Sabrina mentioned this on um, Air Force our 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 Zoom call this week. Uh, how the Lord has been ministering to her about just developing a, a greater relationship with the Holy Spirit. And she was sharing that with someone. And so you got to involve the Holy Spirit in making these decisions. You got to involve the Holy Spirit. Let's go to John 16. And again, this is just a foundation. We have, <laughs> we have so much more that God, because we're in these situations. And actually, I'll say this by, by the leading of the Holy Spirit that, some of us, uh, from this week forward, are going to be in situations where they have to make crucial, popular decisions. Actually, some will be reminded of some crucial, unpopular decisions that they blew off. And so you're going to you you you're going to get a retest. And I'm 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 asking you, uh, study up so you can pass it. <laughs> All right, so John uh, 16, verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient or best, here's that word again, for you that I go away. So Jesus had to do, listen, Jesus was a rock star. He was rolling. Miracles, signs, and wonders. In the last days. <laughs> Miracles, signs. All right, so, so Jesus is rolling. But he had, to, he had to do what was best, and it was best for him to go. Right? He, it was best for him to transition to make way. Look, it's expedient for you that I go away. For I go not away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So, uh, and then, uh, let me see. Go to verse 13. It says, how be it when he... It didn't say it. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He, will, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that, he, uh, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So, yes, you've stepped into the unknown, but the Holy Spirit is like, oh, I can tell you what steps to take and, to, and, and what's supposed to be the outcome. Hey, 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 just close your eyes and let me lead you. <laughs> close, your eyes have been getting you in trouble anyway. Just close your eyes and let me lead you, right? So you got to involve the Holy Spirit um, and then follow Jesus' example. Here, like, 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 listen, and this is what's so tough, and we have to, we learn this as, as leaders, like, it's okay to, to pour and part and empower people. They just push you to the next level. See, some of us aren't elevating because you're not pouring into nobody pushing you to push you. See, it's a pull, but it's also a push, right? And so, so, so think about a push and a pull. That's a lot of momentum. And so when you pour into people, they elevate to the next level, and they push you to the next level. But if you, if you push people down, they fall down further, and they pull you down with them. Right? And so, so, so Jesus said, look, I got to go to make, the Holy Spirit is pushing, man. <laughs> I got to elevate to the highest level of power, make room for the Holy Ghost. Right? And so, but, but, but what I like about Jesus, go to Philippians 2. So to make these crucial and unpopular decisions, um, we're going to have to follow Jesus' example. Because crucial and popular decisions are obedience and action. They're obedience and action. They're independent of comfort, convenience, or compromise. Crucial and unpopular decisions are obedience and action. They're independent 
of comfort, convenience, or compromise. See, a lot of times we're, we're crucial prop, prop decisions and you, you're being pressed to be obedient and you'll think about your comfort, you're tempted to compromise, right? Yeah, but you, but you, you don't want to do that. And, and, or, or is this convenient for me? I've already had some things lined up. Has nothing to do with that. It's 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 obedience. Okay. So Philippians two. I didn't even get there. I was just so busy talking. Philippians two. About to close out here. I'll make this the last scripture. Philippians two five. It says, "Let this mind be in you, uh, which was also in Christ Jesus." Right. It says, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, right? Um, yeah, just, just, just thought it not a robbery to be authentically who he was. But made himself of no reputation. It wasn't about proving himself. But took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Look, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. See, so he lived in making crucial and unpopular decisions. He gave up, Z, all in. He was all in in being obedient. And so crucial or popular decisions, no matter how many came at him, his default was obedience, not Okay, well, I have to I have to think about my convenience. How I think about how I feel. I have to think about am I comfortable with this? How am I gonna look? I, I just got to line up a whole lot of other things in my head to approve what I hear my heart saying. That's dangerous, man. That's dangerous, right? See, see, because what happens is. You're, you're, you're considering what has been, but that's not the whole picture, man. Scripture says, don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. The whole picture is the heavenly part, is the unseen part. The things that we see were created by the things that were invisible. In Hebrews 11, uh, it says that Hebrews 11, 3. Right, so we think we're considering the whole picture because we, uh, I thought about this, I thought about this. No, you thought about what's the limits of what you've already seen, but what you forgot about, what you didn't consider was God. We were in a situation early in the marriage where most of my, fi I, I, I think I, I've always had a type of discipline when it comes to finances. Um, uh, it just was a dumb discipline in the early years. But it's still, I still had a type of discipline because I used to memorize, I always go, ah, before you make that decision, you're going to have to give me some type of uh, dossier, uh, proposal. <laughs> it was like, you know, you're going to have to have, you know, researched, you know, for 20 years. Like, it, like everything was like, okay. And then the Lord told me, you keep making financial decisions based on what you have or what you've seen. I need you to start making decisions based on what I have. Now, I had to consider something that I couldn't even see. Because some, some leadings were outside of my, the limits that, that I believed I had. So obedience didn't even consider the limits. There's, there's choices we made. Actually, one of the greatest crucial unpopular decisions we ever made, one of them, uh, one of my personal first ones was marrying that lady right there but together was coming to Charlotte listen definitely ain't lining up with the with the circumstances right at all there was no nothing was set up right wasn't at our convenience because the timing wasn't even what we was projected like we, we went in the meeting it was like y'all leave sooner like so and it could have been you know, it could have been lack of trust. It could have been whatever. It could have been the Holy Spirit clouded the person and knowing that we wouldn't leave if we weren't under pressure. Yeah, it could have been a thousand things, you know. But for whatever reason, it wasn't in our timing. Then we had no money. 
No money, no church, no people. But God said we're supposed to be in Charlotte. Oh, my God, I'm so glad we came to Charlotte. We got all these wonderful family, friends. We're growing together in ministry and fulfilling purpose. And, you know, God's using us and will continue to use us even further to impact the world. Are you kidding me? Like, how, how, could, I, how could we have thought anything else? <laughs> but the reality is that was a crucial and unpopular decision. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, but that helps us to, to be obedient, to lead people, regardless of what happens, because everything, everything that's happened, you guys have been around for a long time, it's been faith, it's been believing God, and it continues to be believing God. But you can do that when you've believed God. So some people have all the information and the knowledge. They didn't read the book cover to cover, but they've never believed God. They've never, crucial unpopular decisions, that's like a curse to somebody. How could you put me in this situation where I don't know what's going to happen? What kind of God would do that? As if I don't have enough pressure as it is. <laughs> Are we serious right now? Haven't I done enough for the kingdom? <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how your mind starts thinking. So. <laughs> so, so crucial and unpopular decisions are uh, in with this. Um, sees the whole picture, not just the signature. You know, you look at some artwork and people, oh, this is wonderful. That's great. That's wonderful. But there's a signature. You know, <laughs> right? So some people just focus on the signature. Man, look at that signature. Like that signature, man, the way they write is wonderful. The signature is not the most important thing. The whole picture is, right? And so, 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 uh, again, we're going to be in some situations. We can stand on our feet. We're going to be in some situations where we're going to have to make some crucial and unpopular decisions actually you remember God takes the man of God through it before he uh, offers it to you. So, so we, we've been in some situations, quite a few, we had to make some crucial and unpopular decisions, not just in our life in the past. I'm talking about recent. Um, this whole process has been crucial and unpopular. All right. So hopefully that, that, that blessed you guys a little bit today. Uh, um, and hopefully it, it, it will, it, it's assisting with some things that are happening already and will assist in some things that you're going to have to process through.